Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Embodied Nourishment Podcast. I know it has been a little while, but I don't know, haven't really been feeling inspired lately to jump on here and just talk in a while, but um, I don't know, today I'm feeling a little bit inspired and just, you know, practicing what I'm preaching, going with my intuition and showing up when it feels good and just kind of hiding and staying quiet when it doesn't feel so good. So anyway, with all of that being said, um, today I want to talk to those of you who step on the scale and I want to just kind of challenge you a little bit and give you some thought ideas on maybe perhaps why you should stop. Now, this is especially for you if you have a either a history of disordered eating, um, weight cycling, diet cycling, or if you're currently struggling with disordered eating and diet cycling and you are trying to improve your relationship with food, um, letting go of the scale, getting rid of the scale and stopping stepping on it is going to be one of the things that will actually help you in your recovery from disordered eating. Now, if you don't believe me, I'm going to take you through a few questions just to help you reflect a little bit on your relationship to the scale. Now, even if you aren't somebody who uses the scale a lot, I still think that you will find this episode helpful because it is still yet just another practice in learning how to connect to your intuition when it comes to food and body even more. Okay, so all right, going back to my reflective questions for you. Now, when you step on the scale, my first question to you is, what is it that you're even looking for? And I know that's a loaded question, right? Are you looking for the number to be small, to, to be less? Why are you looking for it to be less? Do you feel like you need to lose weight? Is it body dysmorphia, body image? Do you want to you know, fit into certain clothes, et cetera, et cetera? What, what is the reason for stepping on it? Now, obviously, I know, you know, if you're stepping on the scale, it's because you're wanting to lose weight. But I, I want to, to encourage you to reflect is stepping on the scale even helping you to do that? Is stepping on the scale helping you to lose weight? Is it even helping you to achieve these like aesthetic goals that you have? When you step on the scale, if the number is lower, going in the direction that you want it to go, how does that end up affecting your food choices for the rest of the day? Do you end up eating less? then maybe you normally would have if the number is less because you want to, quote unquote, keep the progress up? Or if the number is less, do you eat more because you feel like that, quote unquote, gives you permission to eat more since the number is lower? Um, What about conversely, right? Let's say you step on the scale and the number is higher, If you see a higher number, do you end up eating less that day because you're getting scared and you feel like, oh no, I, I need to lose weight, I'm gaining weight, I have to eat less. Or if you step on the scale and the number is higher, does it trigger a self-sabotage episode where you're like, oh, screw this, I keep messing up, I keep gaining weight, just, you know, 
fuck it, I'm going to eat everything now because what's the point? My dieting isn't working, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you step on the scale and (laughs) um, it doesn't affect the way that you eat at all. Maybe, Maybe you don't have that kind of the relationship with the scale. So, you know, maybe all of those questions don't offer you any kind of useful reflection. Although I would really encourage you to think about how stepping on the scale and seeing those numbers, whether it's higher or lower, may end up affecting your food choices very subliminally and unconsciously. So let's let's kind of go into that a little bit more because I think, you know, no matter what your relationship with your body, with food, or what the scale is, I think that this is actually quite applicable to everybody because the whole point is when you step on the scale, if the number is lower or the number is higher and then you end up eating either more or less depending on your mood, depending on your motivation, depending on what... Um, what part of like the self-sabotage cycle you're in. The point is, is that when you are using the metric of a scale to determine your food choices, you are not listening to your body. You are not tuning in. You are not um, properly identifying with what it is that your intuition is asking you to eat. And this is the issue generally with like calorie counting or um, macro counting or um, like the My Fitness Pals and all of and like the the Fitbit watches and and tracking your steps and and just calculating all of these metrics and outsourcing all of these numbers and measurements to and referring to these external sources on what you should and shouldn't eat. The more you do that, the longer you do that, the more and more disconnected you get from your body. Now, I know you might be thinking like, okay, well, I step on the scale because I want to make sure that I'm eating properly for my body. I'm stepping on the scale because I want to be sure that I'm not eating too much or that... um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going out of control. But let me, I'm going to challenge that for a second because let me ask you this. In all of your time of stepping on the scale and struggling with disordered eating, has stepping on the scale made you any more in control? Because it might actually be the case that stepping on the scale and being obsessive with that number is actually the very thing that is keeping you from being in touch with your body. Stepping on the scale might be the very thing that is keeping you out of control with food. Maybe stepping on the scale is the very thing that is actually keeping you stuck in the binge restrict cycle because whether you see the number go higher and you feel like oh I need to eat less or you see the number go lower and you think oh I need to keep up the progress or oh this gives me permission to just eat whatever all of those reactions and those responses whether it's eat more or eat less is keeping you in the diet cycle going on a diet coming off a diet restricting then binging this could be the thing that's actually catapulting it. 
And I know, you know, it, it can feel really scary to, to be like, okay, well, just get rid of the scale and, and, um, you know, just let it go, never use it again, because I know you're thinking that the scale is giving you peace of mind or right. So maybe you're somebody who you step on the scale and maybe like the number is the same every day within like, you know, a few pounds here or there of normal fluctuations and just stepping on the scale and seeing that it's the same number, you feel like it's giving you like a peace of mind. But in reality, it's, it's still a, an external measurement. It's still an external metric that is continues to reinforce the fact that you don't trust yourself. The more you step on the scale, the more that you outsource your intuition to these external things, the more you're just teaching your brain that you don't trust it, that you don't trust your body, you don't trust yourself. And there's no need for it. There's no need for it. Getting rid of the scale is the is one of, especially with like, okay, backing up a little bit, especially with like more severe cases of eating disorders, getting rid of the scale and, and like discontinuing the use of the scale is normally actually the first step in treatment. In addition to like, depending on the eating disorder, um, like eating more, right? But getting rid of the scale is usually like one of the first steps because it causes so much distress. I mean, like seriously, like there are cases of individuals who struggle with more severe cases of anorexia where if they step on the scale and the scale goes up by literally one half of one pound, and they will see themselves, their body dysmorphia will be triggered so terribly and they will see themselves differently, like so differently, like so large, so fat, so so just inaccurate of what they actually are just by a half a pound, right? So now I know that everybody who's, not everybody who's listening to this struggles with such as a severe type of form of disordered eating, but the point still stands, right? It's how much of yourself or how how much of how you see yourself is so contingent on a number on a device right like how accurate are you even seeing yourself and how how much of the scale is interfering with you even being able to accurately f- see yourself and feel yourself in your own body it keep the scale keeps you so outside of yourself so now I'm going to kind of shift a little bit. It's going to sound like I'm, I'm taking a really hard shift, but it, it's all in the same category, in the same topic, because lately on my Instagram, I have been promoting this, um, my new challenge. Well, it's a challenge that I've done before, but I'm starting it again, March 7th, 2023. So it, I tried to make my podcast episodes timeless so that, you know, hopefully whether you're listening to this as soon as it comes out or five years from now or, you know, four months from now, it's all relevant. It's it's timeless. But, um, you know, I'm a person and sometimes things I have timelines in my life. So and, and I talk about them on here. But anyway, if you're listening, um, 
in the month of March of 2023, from uh, March 7th, 2023, I am starting my 21-day challenge to ditch the scale. So if you would like to join us, I'm going to leave the information down below to drop your email and you can join us. Um, it's going to be just a free challenge. I have a free workbook and a free Facebook group, and I'm just going to challenge you all to ditch the scale for three weeks, which can sound like absolute torture if you use the scale every single day, but that's the whole point of the group challenge so that you will have me as well as other people um, in the group to help support you because that community support goes such a long way. But okay, anyway, so shifting gears slightly because I get this question a lot when I start talking about like why you should ditch the scale or stop calorie counting or stop dieting. I always get DMs from people who they'll say something to the effect of like, you know, I, I see what you're saying and it makes a lot of sense, but, but, what if somebody actually has to lose weight? And this question kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Well, <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh a little bit, a lot of it, because it's so loaded. Like, like the answer to the question is just so loaded. But I understand, right? And, and this is kind of the point. This is the whole entire misunderstanding. This is, this is the whole misunderstanding, right? Like people normally will go on diets, they will start using the scale, they will start calorie counting, they will start, you know, tracking their food, blah, 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 using all these calculators and calculations because they quote unquote have to lose weight, right? Okay, so first of all, let's just start this right off the bat. No matter what your weight is, like even if you, like let's just say, hypothetically speaking, you are like 100 pounds overweight or more than that or whatever, 40 pounds overweight, 200 pounds overweight, whatever, wherever you are, even if you are over a weight that your body is not happiest and healthiest at, the point is still that intentional weight loss efforts are not the solution. Intentional weight loss efforts end 95% of the time in the individual gaining back all of the weight that they lost on the diet within a nine-month time frame. Furthermore, 60% of those 95% of the people who gain the weight back actually, in fact, go on to gain even more weight than they lost, okay? So even if you, quote unquote, have to lose weight, intentional weight loss efforts, i.e. calorie restriction dieting, is not the way to do it. We have mountains and mountains and mountains. We have four or five decades worth of research that shows this now, right? So, and, and I'm, I'm going to say something like very frankly and very bluntly right now, which I know a lot of people in like the intuitive eating, like health at every size space, they will never say this because they will have their ass handed to them from other people like you know, like the social media police and, you know, the cancel culture kids who go around trying to police everybody and, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
quite frankly, if you quote unquote need to lose weight, stop dieting. Stop counting your calories. Stop stepping on the scale. Stop doing all of these really restrictive behaviors because those are the things that are keeping you from losing the weight. Those are the things that are keeping you from or, or stopping the, the, the weight gain. All of these behaviors, it's like, how many times are you going to bang your head up against the wall before you realize, hey, this isn't working? <laughs> In fact, you know, I've been dieting and restricting my food intake for years, decades, and my weight just keeps going higher and higher and higher, right? And then those are the people who reach out and they're like, well, what if I have to lose weight? Like, how can I stop stepping on the scale? How can I stop dieting if I have to lose weight? And I'm just like, sometimes, quite frankly, I just want to be like, listen, the reason why you keep gaining weight is because you are dieting. So stop, stop dieting. Um, which I know is like, you know, Oh, where do we go from there, right? Because it's so, it's so complex. It's so loaded. There's so many, so much internalized nutrition misinformation, so many misbeliefs about food, so much habit, right? The habit of stepping on the scale, the habit of counting your calories, the habit, all of these things that you, you feel, it's giving you this fake sense of control over everything. When in reality, all of these things are, are actually making you so incredibly out of control with food, with your body. It's making your body image worse and worse and worse. It's making the body dysmorphia worse and worse and worse. And the way that we begin to heal all of those things is by stepping away from the counting and the calculations and the scale and really getting to the root of these issues which there could be so many, right? Like so many issues that it, it could be one of or many of, of tens of hundreds of things. Um, and that's where these issues actually need to be addressed. But as long as you're stepping on the scale or outsourcing or ignoring your intuition, or, um, oppressing your intuition, outsourcing the decisions that you make over your body to these third party um, inanimate objects like a, like a scale, the more and more you're going to get pulled away from being able to trust yourself, from being able to get in touch with hunger and fullness cues, from being able to develop the confidence and the trust in trusting those hunger and fullness cues, the further and the more you use the scale, the more you count calories, etc., the more and more you get pulled away from being able to learn how to cope with your emotions without restricting or with using food, the more you get pulled away from making peace with your trigger foods. Like if like let's say, I don't know, cookies, like every time you come in contact with cookies, you you eat them all. So you try to avoid them, right? Like the more you step on the scale, the more you count, the more you measure, the more, the more, the further and further you get pulled away from being able to actually make peace with cookies so that when they are in the house, you don't overeat them, right? The point being, every time you outsource to an inanimate object, to a third party telling you what you should or shouldn't do, how you should, shouldn't eat, the, the more chaotic it actually gets. And I know, you know, like if, if you, you know, log your calories into something or, you know, you step on the scale and you see the number, in the moment, it could feel like 
it's giving you a sense of relief or, or in the moment, it could feel like it's giving you a sense of control. But when you zoom out, right, like zoom all the way out, all the way out, looking at your entire relationship with food, body image, the whole thing, zoom all the way out and look at the whole entire picture. Is that moment, that, that one small moment of fake relief that you feel when you step on the scale and you see a number, is it actually contributing to a peaceful life? Is it actually contributing to a peaceful relationship with food and body? Or, or could it maybe be the very thing that is maintaining the chaos? It's kind of like, you know, when we talk about breaking the binge restrict cycle, we actually stop the binging by eating more, which I know it sounds totally ironic, right? But, but the binges are being fueled by restriction, right? So like, I don't know, just, just to give you like a very clear illustration, like let's say you skip breakfast, you don't really get to eat a good lunch and then you come home and you're like, oh my God, I eat so much every single night I get home from work. I don't know why, I like blah, 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 I have a binging problem. But like really when you zoom out, it's like, no, like you just need to eat breakfast and lunch, you know, and then you won't be so starving when you come home and it'll all balance out. And then, you know, usually you'll, you'll go, you'll eat breakfast, you'll eat lunch and over time this, this binge restrict cycle will resolve itself. It's kind of the same thing with stepping on the scale, right? It's like you step on the scale and it feels like you have some kind of relief, but in the grand scheme of things, it's actually keeping everything very chaotic. And you think that stepping on the scale is going to be the thing that eventually like makes it all get in control. Just kind of like how you think dieting or restricting your food intake is going to be the things that makes you all in control with food. But in reality, that's the gasoline to the fire of the binging. Stepping on the scale is the gasoline to the fire of feeling so out of control with food and body and worsening body image, etc. So just like, you know, how we stop the binging by adding more food, we stop the chaos of this whole like psychological mind game that, that the number on the scale plays by stop stepping on the scale. Just stop. You know, there's, there's no need, there's really no need to see the number. There's really not. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's pulling you further and further away. And I know what you're thinking. Like, you know, sometimes, sometimes what I hear from like even clients who I work with, you know, like they'll, they'll stop stepping on the scale and then like three, like two or three weeks will go by and they'll be like, I just stepped on the scale j- just because I wanted to see. You know, I, I was just curious. I, I just, I'm curious of how this whole process is working for me. And I'm always like, yeah, how'd it go? <laughs> and it's never good. You know, it's never like, it's never like, oh, the number was higher and, and now I have more clarity. Or it's like, oh, the number was lower and this feels really good. And, and I, I want to, usually when the number's lower, that's the funniest one, right? Because the number's lower and then they'll be like, oh my God, like th- th- this is working. Like, I want to eat less, right? Like, I want to restrict my food intake because I just want to keep going. And it's like, we're not doing that, remember? (laughs) You know, like going back to the whole point of of the the fact being that stepping on this godforsaken tool 
is the very thing that can destroy the relationship with food and body in the first place. Um, yeah, and then, like, the people who step on the scale and are like, oh, I gained weight, and, and this is scaring me, and this process, and it's like, yeah, like, body, body weight fluctuates, right? Like, this, sometimes this is part of the process of healing the relationship with food and healing your body. Sometimes the number will go up a little bit in the beginning because your body is rejoicing at the fact that you're giving it more nutrition. This is good. You're getting in touch. It's okay. Put the damn scale back away. This is not helping you in healing the relationships of food and body. Those two or three weeks before you stepped on the scale, quote unquote, just to check, just because I was curious, you have found all of this peace and you were doing so much better with food. Get rid of it. You don't need it. You don't need it. The only time, what is the only time you actually need to know your weight? I mean, really, the only time is like if you're going in for surgery and the anesthesiologist needs to know your weight in order to know the proper dosage of like anesthesia or maybe other medicines adult medicines are based on weight I don't know um but other than that I really can't think of another reason why you would need to step on the scale other than to drive yourself crazy um okay I think that is all I wanted to talk about today my landlord's kids upstairs are like going crazy they have been screaming and running around if you heard that in the background I'm so sorry but I don't know there's nothing I could really do about that Okay, um, I'm going to finish this off by reminding you of my 21 day challenge to ditch the scale. We're starting, it's going to be from March 7th, 2023 to March 28th. I have a free 14 page workbook that I created for you to help you refrain from stepping on the scale. You will also be able to join our private Facebook group where you will find all of the social support from the other members and as well as myself and there may be some other surprises in there for you as well so I'm going to leave the link below just click the link and drop your email and um yeah it'll redirect you to join our Facebook group and we will get rocking and rolling I hope to see you guys there okay see you on the next episode bye